0: it's how I'm able to follow all the MVP candidates, all the breakout stars, and, of course, your waiver wire pickups all season long. To see all the action this season and stay on top of all the big storylines, you need NFL Game Pass. Best of all, you can kick off the 2019 NFL season with a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass. Just sign up now at nfl.com slash focus NFL. 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car from TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Welcome into to the PFF NFL podcast. Steve Palazzolo back here with Mike Renner. Another draft episode for you guys. Mike, how you doing?
1: Doing fantastic. I thought our head-to-head mock went well early in the week and I'm ready to solidify my rosters in the second and third rounds, where, where the
0: draft is really won. So that's, so that's what happened here. We did a head-to-head mock earlier in the week, which you, if you haven't caught it yet, you have to go back and listen to what we did because the fans spoke. Our listeners spoke. They said they want more. They want rounds two and three. So we're doing it. They also that's, said worst mock ever, too. So well, Yeah, some of them said worst mock ever. And, you know, look, the, people aren't always going to be happy. <laughs> They're not going to be happy with what their actual general managers do. True. So why would they be happy with us? Mm-hmm. Um, again, so we— we were very excited about it. It was a fun little experience. It's fun to see our draft board, you know, get shaped into uh, picks, and it's difficult sometimes too, because mm-hmm. you know you make you just you make your big board based off a list of players, but you're trying to hit fits and all that stuff. So um, it's a good exercise. But the fans spoke; they wanted rounds two and three. So we're just going to crank through rounds two and three. Let's do it. Sound good? All right. So uh, let's start with round two. We're alternating picks. I'm now picking at number 33 for the Arizona Cardinals. The first pick of the draft, the Cardinals went with Kyler Murray. And still on our draft board is Marquise Brown, the Oklahoma wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So Kyler Murray's teammate, Marquise Brown, that's who I'm picking. Ooh, If it's a need for the Double Cardinals, copying and pasting him over. Yeah. Deep threat, speed. He's missed all the offseason because of his uh, Liz Franck injury. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Liz Frank?
1: Yeah, they need help offensively. I mean, whoever yeah. they do draft, if they do, or whoever is behind center, whether it's Josh Rosen, whether it's Kyler Murray, they're going to need more on the offensive line, going to need more at wide receiver. So I think after that first pick, whoever, wherever they do go there, it's going to be some offense in the next couple of rounds for them.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Do you want So you're going to take the Colts, and then I get to jump in with your Raider. We're just going to yeah, alternate. We're just so going to alternate from anymore.
1: Not going to get too crazy with it. I'm going to go for the Indianapolis Colts. I know they could still use Edge, but they took a couple guys in the second round last year. If you're going to address Edge, do it earlier if you're going to do it, or else believe in Taekwon Lewis and Kamoko Ture to develop. So I'm going to go help defensively still and go with the guy we've penciled it into the Colts a lot in terms of scheme fit, Justin Lane, Michigan State Ooh, cornerback. More. Freakishly athletic, double dip there in Michigan State playing offense, and a little a little wide receiver there for the Spartans this past season. Ran some nice routes there out wide. I think he has the ball skills, the zone feel for that defense. He that's, is the pick.
0: That's the fit, yeah. He yep. was a receiver, has those receiver ball skills, has good zone skills at corner. That brings me to the Raiders at number 35. And just to recap what you did with the Raiders in the first round, you mm-hmm. gave them Quinnen Williams, the interior D lineman from Alabama, Amani Oruwarie, the Penn State cornerback, and then Hakeem Butler, the wide receiver out of Iowa State. I noticed you did not address their major need at edge defender. Mm-hmm. And the way our board is falling, it fits really well. Cleland Farrell from Clemson still there. Zach Allen from Boston College. Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. They're the next three on our board. I'm trusting the board. I'm going Cleveland Farrell to the Raiders. So now they're adding an edge defender to that already improved defense. Mm-hmm. So they're fitting needs, but also with the board falling to them properly, not reaching for needs. I like that for Oakland.
1: Yeah, I think realistically, Cleveland Farrell could fall out of the first round. I don't think people are... NFLs crazy high in them, did not test exceptionally well. Yeah. Production, limited snaps. I mean, he didn't play uh, a full-time role. He wasn't on the field every single down. He was in a pretty heavy rotation there for Clemson and only put together really his senior year. So... I'm not sure the NFL is going to see him as a surefire first-round talent. This could, be, this could be the play for the Raiders yep. IRL, shall we say. Um, all right, on to 36. I have the 49ers here. Grab Nick Bosa in the first round. I think you just still have to go defensive help for them. I Elkin Jenkins still on the board. Love him as a center. Garrett Bradbury, love him as a center fit. But I still...
0: In that scheme, In that too. scheme
1: would be fantastic in that scheme. But, I mean, they already have... Uh, the Weston richburg at center paid him a good deal of money to be playing the center position there. I'm going to go safety help. This one's going to be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Really? A a upgrade from Jimmy Ward. Can do a lot of the same things Jimmy Ward can, but just at a higher level.
0: I like it. So it's the Florida corner slash safety. Very good. Just slot, ball skills, (laughs) brings a lot to the table. And you went away from... Our safety board because it's all about fit and, yes. and scheme. Mm-hmm. So I think you know Gardner Johnson does fit what the 49ers Nineers doing. Uh, that brings the Giants up to me at thirty seven overall. What you did with the Giants, you grabbed Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle for Florida at number six, and then at number seventeen, you grabbed Jeffrey Simmons, interior D line from Mississippi State. You did not address quarterback, so Eli Manning's still there. You did not reach for a quarterback in your mm-hmm. mind, right? You didn't want to Correct. push Dwayne Haskins and all that stuff. But what I love here is that our guy, Will Greer, my guy, Will Greer, who we gave a late first-round grade on, he's still here at 37. Mm -hmm. And I think this, if he's there, you just have to take a shot. If you're the Giants, you just take shots at the quarterback position. Greer has as good of a shot as any of the other top two to five quarterbacks. That's the Drew Locks of the world and the Daniel Joneses of the world. We like Greer better. Mm -hmm. So we're going Will Greer to the Giants at 37.
1: I like it. I, I think, think that's, that's a risk
0: worth taking for the Giants. And
1: the thing is, they, for as much as they didn't draft a quarterback last year, and everyone killed them for it, not drafting Sam Darnold, they did end up going in the third round there with uh, Kyle Aletta, the Richmond quarterback, who we were actually higher on than a lot of people. We thought in the yeah. third round, that was a good move to make. That was a steal for where they got him. We thought of him more as a second round type of quarterback, so... Taking shots at guys like that isn't the worst thing in the world. Now, if, if you're in a position to draft a surefire franchise guy, which I think at six, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is necessarily going to be a surefire type of guy. Keep taking your chances on lower-rated guys that you don't, aren't necessarily tied into long-term, that you don't have to if they don't end up panning out. And then once you do get your shot, which will probably be that 2020 draft, then go get your guy if nothing has worked out to that point. So take as many shots as you can. I, res- I would be on board with that move for the Giants.
0: Especially when you have three picks in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. using one on a quarterback. That, again, we have a first-round grade on him. We're playing GM here. We're not predicting. We're playing GM. That's what I would do for the Giants with Will Gray on the board.
1: All right. On to Jacksonville Jaguars. First round, they went DK Metcalf at number 7 overall. They're going to go offense. More playmakers here. Iowa tight end, not TJ Hawkinson. He went in the first round, but Noah Fant falls to him. Ooh, I think they'd be hard-pressed to pass on him. Add a ton of athleticism in DK Metcalf and Noah Fant to that offense. A lot of speed at both those positions. Just weapons for Nick Foles. Make that G B signing. Give him as much as Talent as you possibly can there, and he's and he's a blocker as well. He's not he's not nothing as a blocker. He can add as a blocker as well. He's not he can contribute to their running game. He's not completely inept at that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's not a terrible blocker. Right. And so now when you have him and DK Metcalf, wow, that's yeah, definitely some serious speed that they've added. If you're the Jaguars, I think you're happy with the potential that you've that you've added to your offense to help Nick Foles so mm-hmm. far in that draft. All right, a couple more picks, and then we'll we'll do a quick once we get to 42, we'll do a little, little recap. Mm-hmm. I have the Bucks now with 39. A couple different ways I can go here. They grabbed uh, Jonah Williams at five. We went just straight best player available. He could play guard. He could play tackle. Got a couple options there the first time around. On the turn here, there's some defensive talent available. I think I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go edge defender Montez Sweat. I'm going to go over mm. Zach Allen. Zach Allen's mm-hmm. a little bit higher on our draft board, but I'm going to play the potential game just a touch with Montez Sweat and see you know i like him in the second round i don't love him in the first round i think it's a little risky in the first but the mississippi state edge defender we like him in the second round we got a lot of questions about why sweat hasn't come off the board why rashawn gary hasn't come off the board mm-hmm. they'll be off the board here likely sometime in the second
1: yeah montez sweat i mean that could re- feasibly be their pick in the first round it really if could, it really could yeah. be their pick in the first round with how athletic he is i still have questions about how stiff he is uh in terms of and limited pass rushing moves to this point right uh pretty much only one with his athleticism with that bull rush in the SEC so I have question marks about him that's why he goes here later but I mean the athleticism is off the charts
0: so even though he could be their pick at five we're asking people to kind of wrap their brains around Mm -hmm. this from a value standpoint we're the GMs this is where we're we are valuing the players and I think the takeaway would be hey if your team picks Montez Sweat at five we think that's way too high for him and we're just trying to give you perspective as to where we would slot these guys yes
1: you're up Mike all right I'm up Buffalo Bills pick number 40 in the first round you got Defensive back Byron Murphy out of Washington to Bills help out so that angry. defense. Bills fans very angry at you, rightfully so. Uh, but I will go. <laughs> I will go offense. I will go offensive tackle here. Actually, I'm going to switch it up at the last second. Wow! I was wow. going to go Greg Little because they for as much offensive line help as they added in free agency. I don't think any of it besides. Uh, the center they added whose name has escaped me. Mitch Morris at the moment is really penciling in for the long term there along the offensive line so they could still add more help. But I think I'm going to address defense side of the ball because going back-to-back defense for as good as the defense was, I'm not sure is what's realistically going to happen in real life. But Zach Allen, I think, fits the need there in terms of his versatility, able to play edge and inside for that defense. No more Kyle Williams there along that defensive line. I'm going to go Zach Allen, Boston College edge defender. He barely came off the field. Played 106 snaps in the game this past season. Pretty absurd.
0: Yeah, he's impressive player. Again, I just chose Sweat over him for the Bucs, so that's not a bad fit there. Uh, I've got the Broncos now with the number, what are we, 41, 41 overall pick. A couple different ways I'm looking here. I think I'm going to go. I think this is where I'm comfortable taking Drew Locke. At quarterback hmm. again he might be the first round pick for the Broncos yeah he might be there at 10 and they might want to take him I've got Joe Flacco as my starter but this is where I'm a little bit more comfortable taking Drew Locke taking Will Greer top of the second round in that quote-unquote developmental range I think Locke still has a lot of room to improve I called him Jay Cutler lights with the way he plays with his you know poor footwork but he does have the, spe- the arm talents to make the plays down the field and I think in the second round he's worth the risk if you don't have a franchise quarterback
1: yep I think that's... No offense to Joe Flacco. Again, that's where I'd rather take him than if you're the Broncos sitting at number 10. Right. That's not where I'd like to take him. Yes. That's where I am. All right, number 42, I have the Cincinnati Bengals uh, drafting. In the first round, they went ahead and picked Dwayne Haskins, their quarterback of the future. Someone to give Andy Dalton some competition there. In the second round, though, I'm going to give... Dwayne Haskins, some offensive line help. Here's where Greg Little comes off goes. the board. Offensive tackle. Bobby Hart, I know they, <laughs> I know they paid him uh, to be their starter there, but Bobby Hart's not stopping me from upgrading the tackle position. Just no. because I have $7 million committed to him each of the next couple seasons does not mean I don't want to get better there. You want to get a lot better. Greg Little, I think, from day one will be a better player.
0: Yeah, I like it. And it's, it's where I, I think Little has really good... Uh, value there in the second round mm-hmm. a guy with a uh, former five star recruit and uh top of the seconds where we've where we yeah. valued him all right so let's just recap the first 10 picks of the second round i took marquise brown the wide receiver out of oklahoma for the cardinals the colts you took justin lane that they got that pick via the jets last year so they just continue to mop up from that trade uh, to trade mm-hmm. up to go get sam darnold justin lane the corner out of michigan state for the Raiders, I took Cleveland Farrell, the edge defender out of Clemson. 49ers, you took Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the corner-slash-safety out of Florida. I took Will Greer, the West Virginia QB for the Giants at 37. Noah Fantz, Iowa tight end at 38 to the Jaguars. Montez Sweat, edge defender to the Bucks at 39. You went with the Bills, another edge defender, Zach Allen out of Boston College. I took Drew Locke, the QB out of Missouri, to the Broncos at 41. And then just now, you took Bengals, offensive tackle, Greg Little, Greg Little out of Ole Miss. Uh, by the way, we have one first-round grade remaining on the board. Elk- Elkin Jenkins, the center out of mm-hmm. Mississippi State. And as I was, I was playing around with the three-round mock last night, Mike, yeah. the centers I had a tough time slotting in. Like, if you didn't get them with a couple teams in the first ball, yeah. I had a tough time slotting them in. So Elkin Jenkins thing is, and Gra- Garrett Bradbury are falling.
1: And the thing about both of them, I think, Bra- I think Bradbury especially as a center only. I, I don't see him, foresee him playing at guard just at his size. Uh, you would have to run pretty much a pure zone scheme to ever think about playing him at guard. Uh, Jenkins has a little bit more positional versatility, but I still, I would pretty much, there, I, between him and Lindstrom at guard would be a toss-up in my mind. Jenkins, though, much better center. So if you don't, teams don't necessarily need just a center, I could see them falling a bit.
0: Yeah, and I think that's... That's what we just did. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I think when I was playing around with my three-round mock, uh, that's what happened there as well so i have the lions now and the first time around they took greedy williams a cornerback out of lsu i'm leaning wide receiver here mm. and i'm gonna go debo samuel Ooh. wide receiver out of south carolina a guy that i think can do some golden tate type of i was gonna stuff. say
1: very similar to golden Tate.
0: yeah so i think that's you know you saw matthew stafford and again, you don't react to this. and this You don't draft based off this type of reaction, mm-hmm. but Matthew Stafford's production dropped off quite a bit when Golden Tate left. I think Debo has a similar skill set. Guy who can get open outside or in the slot. So i like Debo to the Lions to help Matthew Stafford. And prayers out to Matthew Stafford's wife wife and her uh, yes. uh, brain tumor I, surgery. I, I
1: do think they could use wide receiver help, still even with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. On that roster, a right. third one, I mean, they're very close to a complete offense. The offensive line should be getting better uh, from a season ago. I, I do think any offensive help would be a necessary addition there. I have the Packers at 44. They went two picks in the first round. Jerry Tillery at 12, addressed defensive line. Andy Isabella at 30, addressed a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Now they're going to go safety, and Juan Thornhill oh, comes no. off the board. The Virginia safety, probably the best. They're going to need a free type safety after signing uh gosh my brain is not working today uh after signing adrian amos in free amos, agency yeah. the box safety more much more of a box guy and they play a lot of single high there in green bay Juan thornhill more the probably the best free safety on our or the best free safety on our board taylor and imani hooker ahead of them both more box type slot guys so Juan thornhill fits that scheme that would be the fit for them oh
0: man that's what so i've got the falcons up next and i'm looking at their roster and i would have loved Juan right. thornhill to play free safety in that scheme they've got keanu neal the box safety i was, I was going with the same reasoning there mm-hmm. with my falcons at number 45 now i have to pivot i'm looking at the falcons offensive line which all of a sudden went from one of the best in the league to having question marks by mm-hmm. like. ty Brelo's playing right tackle jamon brown james carpenter at guard i think i got to go O line here and i'm just looking at the way the board is falling i like chris lindstrom Ooh. the guard from boston college here we like him in pass pro I think he'll be a potential upgrade over either one of those guards, even though there was a little bit of investment there. You just get him in the mix. He's played a little bit of tackle before. I like Chris Lindstrom from Boston College to go protect Boston College QB Matt Ryan. I can dig it, uh, and
1: I think their offensive line looks a lot different right now than it did a couple years ago. A couple years ago, they are in the conversation for best offensive line in the NFL. Alex Mack now aging. Andy Lavitre gone. uh Right tackle. Again, my like I said, my brain's not working today for some yeah, reason. Yeah, what's up with you? Gone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ryan Schrader, Schrader gone. Yeah. So that off of the line has taken big hits. Lindstrom, it's probably top pass protecting guard uh, prospect in this draft, I think he adds. And it's perfect for that scheme in terms of what he can do athletically. So, yes, good pick there, Steve. Thanks, man. Applause. All right, on to the Redskins, who are going to go and nab the top cornerback available still on our board. And it's Julian Love, the... Notre Dame corner, almost. if you're going to give him a pro comp, Josh Norman's not a bad one in terms of skill set, in terms of what he can do uh, for them. So he no. plays...
0: No, I took DeAndre Baker round one, mm-hmm. just to recap. Yeah. Another corner. Are you okay that you want to double up there? Yes. Okay. De- but Baker they have enough one. corners, Mike.
1: No. That's, <laughs> so that, that's, you're building for two to three years down the line here. Yeah. If you have a dominant secondary 2 to 3 years online that's cheap, all of a sudden cap-wise, you are able to do a lot of different things in terms of adding talent to positions that are going to cost less in free agency than cornerback would. So if you have DeAndre Baker on the outside, Julian Love in the slot or one of those two, just one of those two working and Josh Norman probably not going to be there it. in 2 years, I think you this is the draft to go premium positions. Yes. That's either corner or edge. Offensive tackle is where I'd go here. The value at offensive tackle and edge isn't quite there like it is at corner.
0: I like it. Mike, look, you don't have mm-hmm. to tell me. You can never have too many corners. Yeah. I think it's a great fit. Fans think they can have too many corners. There were legitimately three starters. But, but again, like the thing is,
1: Josh Norman, two years from now, probably not going to be in your starting line. Well, yeah,
0: you got yeah. to look to the future a little bit there as well. So yeah, I'm there. I'm with you there. I've got the Carolina Panthers. They went offensive line and Dalton Reisner in the first round offensive tackle out of Kansas State I'm looking at their safety position right now and where the value is on our board we have Taylor Rapp from Washington and Amani Hooker from Iowa I think Amani Hooker Mm -hmm. from a fit standpoint with what the Panthers like to do would be fantastic so I'm going Amani Hooker Iowa safety he could play a little bit over the slot as well fantastic zone skills great eyes and a pretty good athlete reminds me a little bit Micah Hyde we've talked about. That uh, that versatile safety that can you know cover tight ends and uh, play multiple schemes.
1: Yeah, they had uh, they drafted Rashawn Golden last year. Have Eric Reed, but Amani Hooker could be your slot cornerback too. Right. He's not completely limited limited to that, and no more Thomas Davis, so uh, he could even play in the role that you had Shaq Thompson in playing before you, this season. I so. just think
0: you want you want to build your secondary with versatility guys yes. that can do a whole bunch of different things. that what Amani Hooker, Hooker has.
1: All right. All right. On to 48 where we have the Miami Dolphins. In round one, they went Brian Burns, edge defender. Here in round two, I think this is where they go offensive line. And this is where Elkton Jenkins is going to come off the that board. That makes sense. Yeah. Make a lot of sense. Pouncy gone last year. Did not really have an answer on the interior. They tried to fill that interior at Sitton, but... Miami Dolphins, guard to guard, has been one of the worst in the NFL now for,
0: for a while. a while. Like yeah.
1: Pretty much the whole Ryan Tannehill era there. They had one of the worst interiors in the NFL. So it a, goes a long way towards solidifying that there.
0: No, I like it. I think that's, it's been a major weakness for a while, and I think that it makes a ton of sense. He could play mm-hmm. either spot, you just figure out where he's going to fit in. Uh, now at 49, I've got the Cleveland Browns. This is their first selection mm-hmm. in the draft. They traded their first-round pick in the OBJ trade. I think um, a lot of people want them to look at offensive tackle, to look at corner, and to look at safety. These safety options are now interesting here because they just got rid of Jabril Peppers. I think I'm going to go Taylor Rapp from Washington. He didn't run well, Mm -hmm. but I think he can kind of fill that box safety role, and I don't mind that from a value standpoint in the second round. He can cover the slot a little bit. Quicker than fast, as they say, Mike. Mm -hmm. I just think he's a very good football player. He's not as athletic as people wanted But a good football player to add, a productive football player to add to the uh, Brown secondary that they need to continue to get better there.
1: All right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's him filling the Jabril Peppers role. He is capable, more than capable of doing a lot of the same things that Peppers did. So, fit makes oh, I know what makes you're doing sense. here. I'm going...
0: You get the Vikings now?
1: Yeah. What am I doing?
0: I think you're going to get your boy at guard.
1: I'm not. Oh, you're not? I'm going... Vikings already addressed... Offensive line in the first round with Andre Dillard. This is where Rashawn Gary comes off the board. Okay. They have a history of developing
0: defensive ends there So you with have some faith. athleticism. So like Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin type of. This would be a good fit. Very this much. is where Rashawn yes. Gary could make us look stupid and go here and develop and be yes. very good. This is one of those places. Very much so. Because we're much lower on him than everyone else.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he could even fill in in at three technique right away. Lost Sheldon Richardson. I I think, truthfully to me, that's his best position. I know he doesn't want to play there. Didn't want to play there in college. Probably doesn't want to play there in the NFL. But I just don't see it happening for him on the edge. He might have to kick inside at some point.
0: I like it. This uh, This is where I think he should come off the board. Late 40s, early 50s. I think that's where Rashawn Gary's true value is. If we see him going in the top five or top ten, we just think, okay, you're, you're overdrafting. You're overdrafting by quite a bit. All right, that brings me to the Tennessee Titans. First time around, A.J. Brown, wide receiver. Love that fit for Marcus Mariota, guy that can get open. Man, a couple different ways we can go here. I think I'm going to go Kalen Saunders, mm. interior D-lineman out of Western Illinois. Yes, I they love need to that get, fit. They need to get younger there. You know, mm-hmm. They've got um, Jarrell Casey still there. But this has felt like a place where they just needed to add some bodies, like some ups, Saunders, upside bodies over the next couple
1: Saunders of Saunders is like a jumbo Jarrell Casey. Like, it really a, is. Like a no, Jarrell Casey, if he played nose tackle. that's Saunders game is a penetrator, great swim move, a little quickness, a little quicker than you'd think, and in a small package. Six foot one, 324. Such a good athlete. Yes. So I think that would be a perfect land spot for him. Crushed at the senior him.
0: bowl. I think there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of things to like about Saunders there.
1: Yes, very much so. All right, on to the Steelers, 52nd. Overall pick here. They grab Devin Bush in the first round, solidifying that linebacking core. And sh- I'm going to grab a wide receiver here. The next wide receiver on our board. This is where Nikhil Harry goes. A lot the of people asking State about wide him. Receiver. Why a lot he of people ask round. about him? Why he's not a first rounder? To me, I see him as a slot only. I just don't see really? him separating on the outside at the NFL level, at a high enough level, to warrant a first-round pick. And if you're a drafting guy in the first round, you're not drafting. No, no team is drafting a pure slot. You have to be able to play outside some, because that's where you have to win on the money downs. Kili Harry, though, in the second round, I think that's when it starts to make sense. Incredible after the catch. Great in contested catch situations. Struggle separating down the field, but I think if you fill him in there in the slot, Juju Smith-Schuster moves to the outside more. I think that's a good role for him. A lot of people have comped them to each other. I don't see it. Schuster was much more of a physical route runner in college and has been in the NFL. Harry, though, I think he can fit into that offense. James Washington, Jesus Schuster on the outside, and Kill Harry in the slot. I think you do you do a, go a long way towards recovering from that big hit your offense is going to take, losing Antonio Brown.
0: And so that that is a good fit. I think that would be good value in the second round. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that at all. Uh, we'll do one more pick, then we'll do a quick recap. I have the Eagles at 53. Via the Ravens, uh, to, the, to the dismay of Eagles fans, I went corner in the first round. The explanation there was David Long, mm-hmm. like guys, Jalen Mills, and you know Rasul Douglas, and you know even though I like Sidney Jones, like those guys aren't going to keep me from taking another corner, even though they're all young and under control. Cravon LeBlanc, I know who they have. Mm-hmm. But I think David Long could step in right up opposite Ronald Darby right away, and you push all those other guys down the depth chart, and you're making your team better especially a team like the Eagles that doesn't have a ton of major holes. It's kind of like the story every year. Mm -hmm. They're strong in a lot of areas. So I think continuing to add to that defensive backfield was smart. Now I'm looking at you've got Jason Peters aging at left tackle. I know they got Jordan Mailata that they got late last year. He could be the left tackle of the future, but I still think you want to invest at that position, get the next developmental guy, so there's a couple guys to choose from here at offensive tackle. I'm going to go Titus Howard okay. just because we're talking developmental, developmental guy. Yeah. Alabama State uh, plays, you know, uh, played at the Senior Bowl, did a really nice job there. High school nice right main tackle there, yep. yeah, and he did a really nice job against really nice. Auburn when they played FBS competition. So Titus Howard, developmental tackle for the Eagles at 53. I'm glad you want Titus Howard because I have the Texans at
1: 54 because I need a guy to step in and start right away at tackle after you won TJ Hawkinson round one. So I'm grabbing Mac, Sharping there. Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Four years as a starter. Off the charts production there at NIU. I think he could step in and be able to start right away at a higher level than what they've seen in recent years from their tackles.
0: The Texans have back-to-back picks. Do you want to take the second one, too?
1: I'll take the second one, too, because that allows me to grab my guy, Yeldi Froholt, the offensive guard from Arkansas. Probably he's right up there with Chris Linsome in my mind in terms of pass protection at the NFL level. Tested off the charts in terms of the movement drills of the combine. Only five pressures allowed in the SEC. Left tackle, offensive guard goes a long way for the Texans to shoring up their pass pro.
0: Texans fans had a lot of uh, feedback for us as well Mm -hmm. when it came to the TJ Hawkinson pick in the first round. Here's why we did it. Hawkinson was very good value at number 23. And then now that they had those back-to-back picks... They got potential starters at tackle and guard, even in the second round. And that's why we didn't go offensive line, because the board didn't fall that way. It was a great example of trusting the board from Mm -hmm. a value standpoint. Let's do a quick recap. Um, 43, the Lions' wide receiver, Debo Samuel from South Carolina. Packers at 44 take Virginia safety, Juan Thornhill. 45, the Falcons take guard, Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. 46, Washington Redskins cornerback, Julian Love, their second corner in this draft. Carolina Panthers at 47 take Elton—I'm uh, sorry, Amani Hooker, the safety out of Iowa. Miami Dolphins at 48 take center-slash-guard Elton Jenkins out of Mississippi State. The Browns at 49, I took Taylor Rapp, the safety out of Washington. Minnesota Vikings at 50, you took Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. Upside pick, Mike. We'll see if they can get mm-hmm. the best out of him. 51, Titans, Kalen Saunders, the interior D lineman. Steelers, Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Eagles at 53. I took developmental offensive tackle Titus Howard out of Alabama State. And then you just had back-to-back picks for the Texans' offensive tackle. Max Sharping, Northern Illinois. And guard Yelde Froholt out of Arkansas, the guard. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right, a few more picks in the second round. Yeah. 56, the Patriots. Via the Bears, Patriots in the first round took Dexter Lawrence, the interior defensive lineman out of Clemson. I think the way the board is falling here d-line might be the way to go again okay and i'm going anthony nelson out of iowa a guy mm. big strong patriots type of guy they don't necessarily want the twitchiest of edge defenders they want a big strong guy they can set the edge and push the pocket he is a great bull rusher he's got power he does move pretty well but he's more of a power yep edge and i think that's a great fit now that trey flowers has moved on and they brought in michael bennett on just a two-year deal so i like the value there for the patriots
1: I do too. I think it's that's a scheme fit as well.
0: I have to go yeah, again for the Eagles? Back. Yep. All right, so I'm going to come back now for the Eagles. I'm really interested in the safety position here, even if it's not a clear need mm-hmm. You know, with Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins and uh, McLeod there. But I'm also looking at the running back position finally, Mike. A lot of rumors that the Eagles were going to go running back in round one, maybe mm-hmm. get Josh Jacobs. He's there as a second-round value for us. They just traded for Jordan Howard, but, you know, for pretty much nothing. Josh Jacobs can do a lot more in the passing game. I'm going Josh Jacobs, Alabama running back. Only because I think he adds a receiving weapon. And now you're talking the Eagles with two legitimate receiving tight ends, a deep threat in Deshaun Jackson, a big physical uh, possession receiver in Alshon Jeffrey, a slot receiver in Nelson Aguilar. They still have the great Matt Collins, who I love. And now you have a receiving running back like Josh Jacobs. That's how you build an offense with versatile weapons all over the place i love the value there for josh jacobs not in the first round for the eagles
1: yeah i can get on board with that type of pick i I think that's about where i'd start getting on
0: board with josh jacobs this is where it gets tough we got to figure out the colts are coming up soon i got to figure out who they picked and what the fits are it's getting challenging here but it is is. fun
1: i love this great exercise 58 dallas cowboys we're gonna add some more weapons to that offense deep threat terry mclaurin 435 speed ooh Showed up on tape, showed up at the Senior Bowl. I think a, it adds just more speed to that offense. Michael Gallup, not necessarily a deep threat. Randall Cobb, who they had in free agency, not going to scare me. Amari Cooper, pretty much all they got down the field. They needed – I'm on board with the trade to get him. I think he was fantastic for that offense. Now get one more guy who can attack down the field and really know what you have in Dak Prescott before you give him – before you turn over the bag to him.
0: Really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep getting more uh, weapons and receivers there for dallas all right so i've got the colts now at 59 a few more picks in the second round they picked a wide receiver in the first round and cornerback in the second round so they've got jj arcega whiteside justin lane at corner i don't love the way the board's falling for them but i still think front seven help a major issue Mm -hmm. for the colts i I like that they added justin houston on the edge they've got a couple developmental edges there which is why i think i'm going to go Draymond jones Okay, interior D yeah. lineman. He could be a designated pass rusher, even if he's just a pass rusher, a 500 snap a year guy. I think there's a ton of value, especially here in the late second. So Draymond Jones, Ohio State. So back to back Ohio State players. He's going to the Colts. Interior pass rusher.
1: I dig it. Yeah, I mean, I think they interior is what the biggest need along that defense. Interior something some sort of pass rush. So I can get on board with Draymond Jones. The combine was a little ugly, but. He was. produced. He produced on a lot of snaps there at Ohio State. Can't hate on that. Chargers on the clock. They went Christian Wilkins round one at an interior pass rushing threat, and now they address offensive line. Shuma Idoga steps in right tackle. Stays in. Stays in L.A. There after come the USC right tackle stays probably at right tackle too to replace Sam Tevi.
0: I really like it a lot. Idoga uh, is mm-hmm. one of our guys that we think could be one of the second or third round guys that could really develop as pass ru- uh, pass blocker. I got the Chiefs at 61. I took Darnell Savage, the safety, who just flies around the field. He'll pair with Tyron Matthew in the back end there. The Chiefs would love. They have to address corner. All right, so we've got a bunch of third-round type of corners. We're in the late second. That's why I'm going Rocky Sin. This is where you – it's not necessarily a need pick. It's a value pick. Mm-hmm. You're picking a, value, a position of value. Rocky sin's close enough to a second-round grade for us that I think it makes sense here. Temple, corner, who had an excellent season last year.
1: Yep, I, I think that's – about where I like Brockerson, people are. It seems like people are a lot higher on him. There's some if he plays on tape there at Temple and at the Senior Bowl as well. We're not as high, but yeah, they do need cornerback help. Can't argue with that. Saints on the clock for their first pick of the draft, and we talked about it on the pod. What was it last week talking about where they're gonna go? Where
0: people were angry. Saints center. Did you, did you know that they have Nick Easton though?
1: Nick Easton's not gonna change my mind about. Right. This is the drafting point. Drafting a center. I all mean, like, the Saints fans are like,
0: well, you guys lose credibility because we got Nick Easton there. I mean, Will Clapp is there. So Nick you got Nick Easton, Easton, who's not good. Will Clapp was a seventh round pick last year. <laughs>
1: if you got him from if Minnesota, didn't even want him. It's like you struggle to right. see why it would be that good. Garrett Bradbury is on the board still. This is still. a good spot here. Pencil him in. Uh, I thought Eric McCoy is a good chance of being their actual pick when it was all said and done. But Bradbury is still on the board. Bradbury, much better. Prospect for my money than Eric McCoy the next A and Center. All
0: right, so I'm up again now mm-hmm. with the Chiefs. This pick via the Rams. Man, I, the other place where they can go, I got a couple options here. Do they mm-hmm. want to Im- improve the back seven one more time, or do we need to replace the pass rushers? Here's where I'm going to go: Ronheen Bingham, slightly undersized pass rusher mm. out of Arkansas State to kind of fill that D Ford role. Yeah, rushing off the edge, one of the most productive pass rushers in college football over the last couple of years. And we think he can translate in this late second, third round type of range for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's probably one of our he's he's one of our guys. He's not going to realistically he's going to be drafted day three just because Arkansas State didn't get invited to any of the major bowls. But he produced at a higher level than any other pass rusher in college football last year he in did. terms of a play-by-play basis he win. was the best and uh, i get the competition was bad but he beat you know jonah williams a couple times too he uh, did he did whooped him with that so uh move. there's there's something there with ron heen bingham patriots they've gone all in on defensive line with their first two picks dexter lawrence anthony nelson on the clock here at 64 probably not going to go uh defensive line again this is where they get their Rob Gronkowski replacement. Jay Sternberger comes off the board. Texas a okay. m tight end. Now he's not Rob Gronkowski. None of these guys he's are. He's not at all. But he is
0: a receiving threat in the middle of the field. And I like him. He's one of my guys yeah. in this draft. I like him quite a bit. And I think that would be good value for him. I think realistically he might be more of a third or fourth round player. Mm-hmm. He also feels like the guy that the NFL could just hate. But okay. at our highest receiving. Rate.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, I, I like his hands, his route running. That's why it comes off the board here.
0: All right, let's recap the end of the second round because that wraps it up. Uh fifty-six, the Patriots took Anthony Nelson, Edge out of Iowa. Fifty seven, the Eagles took the running back, Josh Jacobs, out of Alabama. Cowboys at fifty eight took wide receiver Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. Another Ohio State player went at fifty nine to the Colts. Interior D lineman Draymond Jones. Chargers at sixty take offensive tackle. Chuma Adoga out of USC. Sixty one, the Chiefs take Rocky in the corner out of Temple. Saints took their future starting center, mm-hmm. Garrett Bradbury, NC State, at 62. Chiefs circled back at 63 to take edge, Ron Heen Bingham. I like the way this Chiefs draft is shaping up. Mm-hmm. And I like the way the Patriots draft is shaping up, too, because they've had four, uh, four three picks now in the top 64. Tight end Jay Sternberger out of Texas A&M. All right, guys, before we start, round three. New segment here called our Eckridge Ingredients for Success. And our Ingredients for Success... This week features Ohio State edge defender Nick Bosa, the top defensive player on the PFF draft board. His success starts with his pass rush, where he graded as the top-ranked edge defender in 2017, and as well, was well on his way to doing the same last year on just 113 snaps in 2018. He had 117 pressures in his career on 607. Pass rush is one of the highest rates in the entire draft class, and his pass rush prowess should translate at the next level. We saw it with his brother, Joey. Bosa is also excellent in the run game as his 91.4 grade ranked second in 2017. He's one of the cleanest prospects in the draft. Bosa has all of the ingredients to have early success in the NFL. Be sure to get to Eckridge.com for their ingredients for some great recipes using Eckridge smoked sausage. Hmm. All right. Let's find some third rounders with the ingredients, Steve. Let's find some third rounders with the ingredients. Who has the ingredients here? Nice segue here. So am I starting here? I've got the you Cardinals. Cardinals. At 65, who have the Cardinals taken? The two Oklahoma offensive players. We've got Kyler Murray and we have Marquise Brown, mm-hmm. his speed receiver. They can go a million different ways, but I'm going to go on the offensive line or on the offensive side again, Caleb McGarry. Yeah, big offensive tackle 6-8 offensive tackle out of Washington love his value right here there's some rumors that he might sneak into the first round because you know 100 players are going to sneak into the first <laughs> round uh, but I like him as a developmental prospect here
1: yes I mean if he's sitting on the board there, at top of the third round that's a that's an easy pick for them anything offensive line help uh, would be the play there I, 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 like I said earlier it's going to be a lot of offense after their first pick yep all right I got the Steelers at 65 and they kind of hit their two biggest needs in the first two rounds. Devin Bush at linebacker, Keel Harry at wide receiver. So you can go a bunch of different ways here. So I'm going to add to that defensive line with the top player on our board at this point, LJ Collier, Texas A&M has some versatility in terms of where he can play. can line up three tech, four tech, five tech outside of the offensive line, even play some edge. Uh, I, I just like his versatility and just add more talent to a pass rush that Any pass rush could use more talent in the NFL at this point. Like I said, not a lot of needs on the Steelers after the first two picks.
0: Some teams draft quarterbacks every year. The Steelers feel like they need to draft edges every year because they're so valuable valuable to that defense, and they're not great there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I got the 49ers at 67 overall. I sprinted my card in to go get Jamel Dean from Auburn. The big, monstrous corner. I think he's a good fit for their scheme. Uh, They already added Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at corner, Nick Bosa at edge in this draft, so that defense is getting an overhaul in San Francisco, like in the way their draft is shaken up.
1: Yes, I think Jamil Dean is a press cover three type of corner, fits that scheme, so I can get on board with a pick like that. All right, I have the New York Jets on the clock here, and let's see who they went with their first couple picks. They went with Josh Allen. Haven't had a pick since. Josh Allen, number three overall, so they hit the edge need. So we're going to go... I think I want to go offensive line here. I think I want to continue to get offensive line help for Sam Darnold there. Could go tackle, could go interior. I'm gonna end up going with Eric McCoy, the center out of Texas A and M. Has positional versatility. I think he can play center or guard. Jonathan Harrison is not stopping me from drafting Eric McCoy.
0: No, certainly not. Absolutely not. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm ahead of you. I'm just I'm just getting yeah. my next picks in. Here. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars 69 overall they've added a ton of speed to their offense wide receiver and tight end the first two picks they get Deontay Thompson Alabama free safety a guy that looked like a first rounder at times last year has to shore up his tackling but as far as pure free safety skills in that scheme I think that's a potential steal Mm -hmm. for the Jags last year they added his former teammate at Alabama Ronnie Harrison who's more of a strong safety I think Deontay Thompson could play that free safety role in their cover one cover three scheme I dig it
1: All right, on to the Buccaneers, where they've added Jonah Williams, Montez Sweat with their first two picks, so they've gotten better around the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think I'm going to add some help, though, to their secondary here. This is where Marquise Blair comes off the board. Safety, speed, a little undersized, but he likes to lay the boom nonetheless. Add some athleticism. Flies around the field. Yeah.
0: So that gives me the Broncos at 71.
1: Because the Jets picked sambo in the supplemental draft, so there, no third rounder
0: for them is that what happened here yeah oh yeah the giant okay the giants have their for they've got their forfeited pick i'm looking at the broncos they've grabbed linebacker devin white and then they got developmental qb drew Locke mm-hmm. in the second round i think they're gonna go offensive line as well and i'm looking at the way our draft is falling our board and we're gonna go uh did you take mccoy off the board you gotta take mccoy off The board here, please. That's on me. Did you do this properly? That's on me. Thanks. We're gonna go Nate Davis, the guard out of Charlotte. Best stance in the uh entire draft. Gets really low. Broncos have had some guard issues over the last few years. Ronald Leary's solid, but they still have uh, room for improvement there. I like Nate Davis there, adding a little bit of depth on that Broncos offensive line.
1: All right, I got the Bengals pick, and this one is an easy one at this point. Seventy two overall, haven't addressed linebacker yet, as they took Dwayne Haskins, then Greg Little. Tavon Coney, Notre Dame linebacker, comes off the board. The next best linebacker on our draft board. Not overly athletic, but I don't think you have to run a 4 40 to still be solid in coverage at the NFL. He ran a 4-7 at his pro day. He is more than athletic enough and a complete linebacker, in my opinion. He comes off the board at 72.
0: All right, so Coney to the Bengals. That would be a, a great value pick for mm-hmm. the Bengals and might be the way they want their draft to fall is yeah. to get that value linebacker more in the third. Patriots are up at 73. I've got a fascinating decision here because Daniel Jones, who has first-round grades for a lot of people in the NFL but has a third-round grade for us, he's on the board. And if again, if we're talking about developmental quarterbacks, I like him as a developmental third-rounder. Mm-hmm. I like him there. I don't like him as a first-round pick. So this is the pick for the Patriots. I could have gone wide receiver, but I'm looking at the receiver board. There's a lot of depth there to circle back and get somebody. I'm taking Daniel Jones to the Patriots in the third-rounder. And so he could take over for Tom Brady in eight years. <laughs> there you go. Daniel Jones. That's his proper value.
1: Correct. Uh, that's That's uh, he won't be there, but I think that's about where this is a value exercise, mm-hmm. Mike. All right. 74 Buffalo Bills haven't had receiving talent yet. Top receiver on our board. Riley Ridley fits into what they're missing still, even after grabbing John Brown uh, and Cole Beasley in free agency. Riley Ridley, bigger better route runner to add to that receiving core just more talent there i mean robert foster had a good rookie season but i just think as much talent as you can add around offensively to josh allen the better at this point
0: oh absolutely i like that quite a bit and a different, yeah it's a different style receiver right mm-hmm. you just yeah. have different styles for all those guys that's very important i have the packers now at 75 overall we'll recap quickly after this pick packers have gone Uh, Defense with Jerry Tillery. They took Isabella, the wide receiver in the first round, and then uh, Juan Thornhill at safety. Mm -hmm. Would you hate if we went defense again, Mike? Nope. For the Packers? Blake Cashman. Boom. The athletic linebacker, which I know is not a thing in Green Bay. Yeah. Athletic linebackers.
1: I mean, they could use – they run a lot of dime, but they do – also the role they had, uh, the guy they traded for the Colts, the Florida guy playing in last – Tony Morrison – on knit right because so my brain's not working today yeah, he's, he's gone bad with they're book. just not uh, there's so many names there's so many draft help. names in our head mm-hmm. right yes, now we've exactly. just ranked
0: hundreds of players mm-hmm. so Blake Cashman with his teeny arms and athletic uh, linebacker skills he can blitz a little bit and he can add something in coverage to the Packers let me just quick recap do it. top of the third round Arizona Cardinals take offensive tackle Caleb McGarry out of Washington Steelers edge LJ Collier out of TCU 49ers cornerback Jamel Dean out of Auburn Jets take Texas A&M center Eric McCoy. Jaguars take Alabama free safety Deontay Thompson. The Bucks at 70 overall take safety Marquise Blair out of Utah. The Broncos take Nate Davis, the guard. The Bengals take linebacker Tavon Coney out of Notre Dame. Patriots take Duke quarterback Daniel Jones as their potential quarterback of the future. The Buffalo Bills take wide receiver Riley Ridley out of Georgia. And then the Packers take linebacker Blake Cashman out of Minnesota.
1: All right, 76, Washington Redskins. I said my strategy for them. Premium positions. Charles Amenhue comes off the board. Preston Smith, gone to Green Ooh, Bay. Okay. Someone with length, someone who can play run, hopefully develop into the pass rusher there across from Ryan Kerrigan.
0: I think I've got – I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – continue to add to that uh, defensive front there in Washington. They've started to make it a little bit better <laughs> over the last couple of years. Um, I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers now. I like this potential fit here, Mike. They've needed to get younger on the edge for five or six years now, and we have a guy that we like quite a bit in Max Crosby out of Eastern Washington. That I think would, I just I just in the third round, I love that value. He's been mm-hmm. very productive. He moves pretty well, got good size. And when you talk about third round value, Max Crosby makes a ton of sense for the Panthers. Yes,
1: big produced extremely well there. Uh, at Eastern Michigan, I want to say. Eastern Michigan, yep. In and the he, field. Poor man's Brian Burns. White man's Brian Burns. He's he's tested very similarly at a very similar size. But yeah, that's uh, that's Max Crosby. I think we're a lot higher than him the most. He's probably goes to day 3 but he is a very good football player. All right, on to the Miami Dolphins, who have the 78th overall pick. They went Elkton Jenkins with their second rounder. Brian Burns with their first rounder. <sighs> I can go a lot of different ways here. I, I think I want to go take another shot at pass rush. I think this is where Ja'Kai Polite comes off the board. There you Three go. Three straight pass rushers. Ja'Kai Polite tested terribly. They, they they already learned their lesson in the Miami Dolphins with edge rushers that test terribly with Charles Harris. But Ja'Kai Polite played on the field faster than Charles Harris played on the field. There's it, it, The testing was... An anomaly in pretty much everyone's mind. Charles Harris was not near the athlete that Kai played. Looked on tape. Maybe he can't play at 250-plus, but at 240, I think he'll at some point be... Even if it's a DPR, I think that could be useful to replace. You know, Tell Cam Wake to show him how to pass rush at 240.
0: Well, Cam's gone. Oh, Cam's gone. Oh, that just, you have to replace Cam. I know.
1: you got to replace Cam then. It's on me.
0: Look, Mike... I, we just we were ranking hundreds and hundreds of prospects. I can't expect you to remember. I know
1: my head is there. just all over. It's the all, place all right right now. It's
0: all right. I'm I'm impressed with all the draft work you've been doing. Uh, Falcons are at 79 now, and when I look at the I look at their cornerback position, I just think again, like most teams, got to add more options. Isaiah Oliver, who I like, you know, last year's second round pick out of Colorado, he's going to come in and uh, you know step in and, and have a shot, but I don't know that he's the guy. Mm-hmm. So Sean Bunting is on the board. Central Michigan, very good athlete. Uh, a lot of people talk about him as a top 40 player. We have him as a third-round value, and I think it's a good fit for the Falcons, adding depth to the cornerback position, which is just needed for everybody in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm. I can get on board with adding depth to the cornerback position. I have the Browns at 80, and we're going to add depth to the cornerback position as well here. One of my favorite players in this entire draft class. He might not be a pure outside corner he might be a slot only but he's my favorite slot only and it's Jimmy Moreland the James Madison really 18 picks in his college career as physical of a five nine cornerback as I've ever seen at the college level he would put six foot three six foot two receivers on the ground in press coverage which you don't see <laughs> he had the most impressive minus six graded game I've ever seen in our grading because <laughs> he had I think six uh, penalties but they were all pretty ticky tacky he could ball six penalties yeah i mean he's as physical as i've seen like, he gets after it he That's sticks his nose in it grain, he's huh? similar to oh he actually graded well in other games he was just all over the place with the penalties yeah. very similar to mike hughes coming out of ucf a season ago
0: fantastic so yeah that'd be a good fit for cleveland speaking of mike hughes he went to the minnesota vikings they're at 81 right here i'm looking at our wide receiver board and thinking i might go there kelvin is still on the board. Another guy with first-round hype mm-hmm. that we're a little bit lower on, but again, value-wise in the third round, Kelvin Harmon. If you want a guy that can't separate that well to replace Laquan Treadwell, Harmon is better. I think mm-hmm. Laquan. I think he's an upgrade over Laquan Treadwell. He becomes the number three wide receiver right away. Could develop into a number two, and I think value-wise at number eighty-one, well worth the pick. NC State wide receiver.
1: He is very similar to Laquan Treadwell, though except you know he's not quantum Fred coming out. You know he's not right. you know there's, he's not there's a chance that it yeah. could be better. Exactly yeah. All right. Titans on the clock at eighty two. Still have that right guard position in need of some help there. Signed Roger Saffold, but uh Kevin Pamphile not not doing it for me necessarily at right guard. So I am going to get Connor McGovern, Penn State guard. Talented player so
0: the Titans, yeah. So yeah. in. Yeah, they went from one of the best offensive lines to just having some big question marks yes. on the offensive line. So nothing wrong with that. So I've got the Steelers at 83. You already grabbed Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. You got your speed uh, – Devin Bush, speed linebacker, right? And did they have another pick in there? Top of the – oh, yeah, they had LJ Collier at edge. Okay, so where do I go here if I'm the Steelers? Man, I know th- I know James Conner just did a nice job at running back. hmm I'm tempted to get another running back, even though they, you know, he proved that they're less valuable. It's not egregious getting these guys coming off the board right now. I'm going David Montgomery because I do think he can do something in the past game for them, and he's been so used to playing behind a terrible offensive line. You're going to give him a good offensive line in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be a pretty good player. I like David Montgomery from Iowa State, and I like him at in the 80 range. I don't think is that bad for a running back of his caliber. Forced 170 missed tackles over the last couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm. I can get, yeah, I, I think, like I said, there's just not a lot of holes after you address those. I mean, they they could address corner, could address secondary still, but they've invested a lot in those positions in recent years via the draft. Hopefully those guys develop. David Montgomery, extremely elusive. Elusive as we've seen in our system. All right, on to the Seahawks. And here's where I just add more offensive line help. The offensive line Turned the corner a bit a season ago, but Mike Ayupati, DJ Fluker at guard, very strong injury histories for both of them. So I'm going to add Trayvon Tate, the Memphis tackle, who okay. yeah. projects to go inside a guard in the NFL there. One of my favorite players, uh, one of my favorite tackle to guard transitions in this draft class.
0: So you, yeah, he, he graded well for us mm-hmm. in Memphis. You liked him just as a guard? Or did you even yeah. like, give him a shot?
1: I think he's just a guard. He's okay. just an inside guy.
0: All right, the Ravens are up. They've only got one pick so far. They went Cody Ford, the tackle-slash-guard out of Oklahoma in their first round. Got to see how the board is falling right now because our file's just all over the place. Should they go tight end? They should definitely go tight end, right? The sixth tight end is a valuable (laughs)
1: position on the Ravens roster.
0: So even though they're they're trying to build a run-first offense, they still need a ton of receiving weapons. You Mm -hmm. still have to win in the pass game. Miles Boykin from Notre Dame tore it up at the combine, and I think, from a value standpoint, works here in the third, even though he's getting hyped up a little bit higher, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So, Miles Boykin, I'm going for him there for Lamar Jackson in the past game. Yeah. I'd... Let's do one more pick, and we'll re- do a quick recap.
1: Okay. I got the Texans at 86. They went TJ Hawkinson in the first, Max Sharping in the second, and Hialti Froholt in the second as well. So, they, adri- they hit offensive line, hit tight end. Now, I'm going to hit the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Isaiah Johnson, a little bit of a developmental pick, the Houston cornerback, but he has all the traits necessary to become a high-level corner, only played a couple years at cornerback, switched from wide receiver to corner. I just think if you can get him to put it all together, he could be the top cornerback in this class in a few years. You see some high-level plays from him on tape, also see some very ugly, ugly plays from him on tape, but in the third round, that's where you take a guy like that's that. That's a
0: good spot for him, for sure. Let's see, uh, so at 76, the Redskins took Charles Amenehu, Edge out of Texas. 77, Panthers, Edge, Max Crosby out of Eastern Michigan. 78, the Dolphins took Edge, Ja'Kai Polite out of Florida. Falcons took cornerback Sean Bunting out of Central Michigan. Browns take Jimmy Moreland, corner out of James Madison. Vikings take Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of NC State. Titans take guard Conor McGovern. Steelers take running back David Montgomery. Seahawks take... Guard slash tackle, mostly guard Trevon Tate out of Memphis. Ravens take wide receiver Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. And then the Texans just took cornerback Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Let's wrap up the rest of the third round. So we're, yeah. we're at pick 87, and we have to get up to 102. I've got the Bears. This is their first pick, Mike, mm-hmm. of the entire draft. So Bears fans, they're going to be get in ready. no matter what. We'll spend some time in this one then. Who do we roll. want? I'm looking at Miles Sanders a little bit, that running back. But then I look, I'm like, man, do I really mm-hmm. want... Yeah, The only thing that I get out of this draft to be a running back in the third round. I really would have liked edge depth, but too many guys just came off the board yeah. there. And that pushed a ton of value down there. Um, do you have any suggestions here? I'm <laughs> looking at the way this thing's fallen uh, as far as Yodney Kajust at tackle, I think is interesting. But, you know, it's not going to make that immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Not only is he banged up. But, yeah, you've got Bobby Massey and Charles Leno in there. But I think when you're talking about that swing tackle potential and potential starter, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Bears just don't have a need, so it's. Right. So that's, that's kind of where my head's at, is I don't think, I don't, there's not a major need here. Mm-hmm. And I think for long-term team building, I kind of like Yannicka Juiced. And Do it. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah. West Virginia tackle. Injured, yeah, in? is
1: the torn? Was it the quad torn? Yeah, torn so, quad. But so they do drop him down boards, anyways. Yeah, and so value will be there in terms of he doesn't have to start for you right away. You got, we brought Bobby Massey back, but Ma- Massey not a long term solution at this point. So now maybe you have your long term starter. There There you go. That's All what right, we're doing. I got the Lions at eighty eight. They went greedy. Williams, Debo Samuel so far. Uh, now, I th- I go a lot of different ways here. I think I I think I want to add Edge to this team though I think I want to add some athleticism I'm gonna go Ben Banigu, the TCU edge probably the most he had the fastest 10 time of any edge in this class sub one five I mean he's so explosive and we've talked to him he's just completely underfined as a pass rusher has some high level reps on tape but basically just doesn't know what he's doing yet and I, I think he could get there at some point he's the kind of guy you bet on with how freakishly athletic he is
0: yeah that's good again Value wise, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking. We have a lot of guys that have third, third round type of grades that we that we feel pretty good here uh, yeah. about at this point. I've got the Colts up next. They've grabbed J.J. arisega whiteside at wide receiver, Justin Lane at corner, and then they circle back and grab Draymond Jones on the interior of the defensive line. I think this is where they double up at corner because mm-hmm. Jawan Williams is there from Vanderbilt. Big a, corner, huge corner. Again, when we talk scheme fits, him and Justin Lane are two of the best fits for what the Colts like to do Mm -hmm. in their zone-heavy scheme. They're already not great at corner there, and you just continue to get those guys in the pipeline, especially when you're talking about the 89th overall pick. Love that for the Colts.
1: I can dig it. I got the Cowboys up next. They run a lot of cover three. Press three. Another safety-to-corner transition. Marvell Tell, USC. You're making him a corner? Making him a corner in that scheme. Yes, he has all the traits to be a cornerback in the NFL. For teams that run a lot of press cover three, he is, in my opinion, a perfect fit for them. 6'2", 200 pounds, almost 33-inch arms, 6'6 cone. I mean, he has freakish 42.5 inch vertical. I mean, he has freakish athleticism. It shows up on tape. He just didn't. He's not physical. Uh, He's not a tackler. So I don't want him playing at safety.
0: That is something that they would do. Yeah. That is absolutely something that they would do. I've got the Chargers coming up now. They've grabbed Chuma Adoga at offensive tackle in the second round. First round was a Christian Wilkins on the interior of the D-line. So they've hit a couple key needs. Looking at the way the board is falling here. I'm kind of interested in Irv Smith at tight end. Hmm. as a compliment to Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Adding another weapon, because I think Irv's more of an H-back type. He's a little bit undersized. It's a different style. And I think at this point in the draft, I think he's a good fit for a lot of teams. So I'm the Chargers. I don't think they're going in looking for a tight end. But I just think the way the boards fall on Irv Smith, Alabama, six foot two tight end, reminds me a little bit of Lance Kendrick, Kendrick's, but a little bit more athletic.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, I got the Chiefs here. Twenty, They drafted Darnell Savage in the first, Rockison, and Ronheen Bingham in the second. And the defensive run continues, athleticism at linebacker. Uh, they add Drew Trankle, the Notre Dame linebacker, a fantastic athlete in his own right. Anthony Hitchens signing has not worked out. Reggie Ragland, uh, opposite end of the spectrum athletically. He's not uh, anything, you're not going to add anything to your coverage. Drew Tranquil can.
0: That's a good one. Another good spot for him uh, because we were, I was considering linebacker for the Chiefs the last mm-hmm. time around. I'm now looking at the Jets, who have taken Josh Allen at edge, and then Eric McCoy, future starting center. The one position I think they need to address, those corner. And uh, they already addressed edge, which has been a 15-year need. But Tim Harris, big-bodied, Virginia mm-hmm. corner. You put a third-round grade on him. He's the last third-round grade that we have on our board for corners. And I think this is where the Jets just need to start taking some shots on uh on the cornerback position i think yep. it's, a, it's an important spot for them to upgrade all right rams
1: on the clock they drafted chase winovich got that pass rusher in the first round go a number of different ways here i'm gonna give them a nose tackle though i'm gonna give them great gains really he replaces and there along that defensive front Oof. Not near the disruptor Down see us as a pass rusher, but he can but he disrupt can against the run. He can add something to their run defense. Third round's about where you start adding run defenders. And I think he can do enough as a pass rusher to warrant said pick.
0: I, so I think what you just said, yeah, third round is where you're like, all right, run first, only players. That's fine. They're, they're, they're perfectly fine there. So now the Giants at 95, they've gone all offense. They went Jawan Taylor. I'm sorry, Jawan Taylor, then Jeffrey Simmons, interior D lineman. And then they got Will Greer their developmental quarterback. Now it's got to be pretty much all defense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the way the board's fallen, there's defensive players all over the place. I might go back to corner here as well, and I'm going to go Xavier Crawford. Okay. then The other Central the Michigan cornerback. Very good. Former Oregon State player, pretty good size. And again, if you're, as we're creeping into the fourth round here, that's where his proper
1: Between is. Between him and Sean Bunting, who went earlier for us allowed fewer than 30 catches all season long fantastic pretty that's
0: central michigan pretty absurd all
1: right 96 i got the redskins we're continuing the theme of players value positions emmanuel hall the missouri the most explosive wide receiver in this class i mean he just from his testing off the charts he just explodes from a standstill ball skills leave a lot to be desired but if you could just teach him to catch a little better
0: yeah you got a player with how freakishly athletic he is. This is a good spot for him. Absolutely a good mm-hmm. spot. Uh, the Patriots are now on the board. They just went Daniel Jones with their developmental quarterback the last time around. They've got Dexter Lawrence, the interior D lineman from Clemson. Who else have we gotten so far? The Patriots have had a ton of picks. We've yeah. had uh, Jay Sternberger, the tight end. Haven't t- taken a wide receiver yet, right? I was looking at him last time around. So at receiver, they're going to get Paris Campbell. Mm. Straight speed guy. He needs to develop. We don't know if he can do true outside wide receiver things, but he also feels like that uh, chess piece that the Patriots would be able to take advantage of with his athleticism at 97 overall.
1: Ohio State. All right, I have the Jaguars here, 98 overall. I know they resigned, A.J. can, but I'm going to give them some interior offensive line help. They're getting Michael Dieter, the Wisconsin offensive lineman. Can play guard, can play center, can play – pretty much anywhere on the offline line and did at wisconsin that's a good spot
0: for him mm-hmm. all right so the rams now i don't want to do this <laughs> the rams at 99 the last quarterback that's worth a top four round pick that's on our board is ryan finley mm-hmm. from nc state i know they just brought in blake bortles they're certainly not tied to him long term at all i think ryan finley is a perfect fit for that scheme he is fantastic coming out of the boot action and all the stuff that they like to do i th- this is one of those spots where you just i think you forget about your other team needs and you get a, val- a, a value quarterback play like ryan finley here mm-hmm. out of nc state so i'm doing it rams are taking ryan finley as their future backup
1: all right panthers on the clock here they've grabbed max crosby Three at picks edge they grabbed amani hooker at safety and they'd have dalton reisner along the offensive line so they can go a number of different ways here i'm just going to add more beef though to that defensive line here's where kingsley kiki comes off highest grade in the one-on-ones of anyone at the senior bowl not really talked about he played kind of out of position at texas a&m on the edge there is more of an interior guy great just going to be a third down guy right away for them in terms of what he brings to the table but i think at this in that role as a third down interior rusher he can be successful
0: good postseason look Mm -hmm. for him as well kiki All right, so we've got two picks left. Patriots at 101. I'm going to double down because they need playmakers. I'm doubling down on tight ends. they got Jay Sternberger from Texas A&M. They're now adding Caleb Wilson out of UCLA. The Patriots do like to double up on positions of need, see what sticks, and tight end is a position of need. So Caleb Wilson, more of a straight-line speed type of guy, has to round out some of the other parts of his game, though. I can dig it. Last pick of the third round. Last pick
1: of the third round. Ravens, they got Miles Boykin earlier in the third round. Didn't have a second rounder. Cody Ford in the first round. So two offense. We're going to address the pass rush, though, after they lost two guys this offseason. Terrell Suggs and uh, the guy whose name is alluding Z'Darrius. me Z'Darrius Smith, to the Smith You're the And I best. should really know that. O'Shane Zaminis, Zim- Ravens I like that comes off the board here. Old Dominion. One of the most productive guys in our grading system over the past handful of years produced you know three straight years there at Old Dominion didn't test great little undersized but it's going to develop anywhere uh, they, the, the Raiders or excuse me the Ravens have not been they haven't necessarily put val- too much value on athleticism translating there Smith was not a great athlete in his own right uh, Terrell Suggs obviously had the bad testing that dropped him back when they took him I think he fits no at one oh two I think that yeah.
0: that's absolutely worth the spot. So I mean that's kind of the theme of this whole thing. Guys, where we we like them, where they're fitting right now, and that's the draft. That'll do it. That's our third round. That's our podcast mm-hmm. for today, Mike. So, for you guys to keep up with, I know it's tough sometimes when you're watching the video. We're going to chop them up. We'll chop them up by team a little bit. When teams have, you know, four or five different picks, we'll chop them up by round. We'll try to throw some images in so you guys can catch along with that follow along a little bit better from a podcast standpoint. We'll circle back on Monday next week's a huge week the draft guide 2.0 is coming out so if you have edge or elite you're just going to download the new one if you don't have edge or elite yet you're going to sign up for edge or elite and then you're going to get your draft guide it's coming out monday position rankings are coming out next week mock drafts are going to continue i'm going to have one you're going to have a few over the next couple weeks so we get a lot going on mike Mm -hmm. we're full all in on draft season enjoy uh discussing draft with all you guys hit us up on twitter if you guys have any other questions and uh, that'll do it for us we'll hit you guys up on monday with another draft podcast starting to go through our positional rankings and draft board quick break to tell you guys about nfl game pass the only way that you can replay every game all season long you can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. So every game that we're talking about right now, you guys can re-watch it after the fact. I'm going to be going back, and you guys can too. Go check out Lamar Jackson in Week 1. Go check out Dak Prescott and what that Cowboys offense actually did. Go check out Kyler Murray. In his NFL debut, that's my favorite thing about NFL Game Pass. You can go back and watch at any time. And if you haven't watched a condensed game yet, you have to try it out. It's every play from the game back to back to back so you can replay an entire NFL game in the fraction of the time it normally takes. It's how I'm able to follow all the MVP candidates, all the breakout stars, and, of course, your waiver wire pickups all season long. To see all the action this season and stay on top of all the big storylines, you need NFL Game Pass. Best of all, you can kick off the 2019 NFL season with a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass. Just sign up now at nfl.com slash pro football focus NFL.